name of Jesus, the name above every name, that every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Father, I just pray for a comfort in the presence of God that will be greater than the comfort in the presence of people. I pray, Lord God, for an altar presence of the body of Christ like never before, that there will be just such a peace in worship and peace in just the, the very uh, presence of God like, like never before, that it, it would seem uncommon to be outside of God's presence. And I just speak that in authority right now, that, that we will become so consumed with the presence of God that nothing else will matter. Nothing else around us will even matter because it'll be about what you are and who you are to us. And, and, and we understand that there, the more that we pray through, the more you'll come through. And so, Father God, in this, this season of where we're, we're speaking about prayer and, and, and believing and trusting you, that, Lord God, I just, I just speak a, a comfort in the presence of God, a comfort in the arms of God, a comfort in the, in the mind of Christ, Lord God, like never before, a comfort greater than temptation, a comfort uh, greater than, than disabilities, a comfort greater than fear, that there's just an atmosphere where if it's, if it's God, if, if you're not there, I don't want to be there. I want to be uncomfortable in anything that's outside of the presence of God. So I, and I just speak that heavy anointing and that heavy presence of God to be in, in, in complete effect right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that it'll be so consuming that to even stand under it will be difficult at times, that all we'll be able to do is just lay before you. Because again, Lord, we don't want to be casual prayers because casual prayer get casual answers. And Lord God, we want to be people that pray strong and, and receive strong. And we believe, Lord God, that our God can do anything. Our God can do all things and nothing's too hard for you, God. So Lord God, we're gonna quit uh, looking at our situations like they're wounded and maybe our situation will stop acting that way. So we begin to just speak to them that you are healed, you're delivered, you're set free that the power of God is on you. I've, we got before God, and according to Psalm 1611, that in his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. That joy, Lord God, I just thank you that, that there will just be a, a climate, and, and I, I believe you're just breaking any strongholds that would try to block out the presence of God right now. Pull down bars, pull down uh, mental lapses, pull down any of those things that would try to block the fulfilling presence of God and its desire to be on our lives like like just just like our own skin and even greater, Lord God, in the strength, Lord God. I, I believe there's a power moment happening in our lives, Lord God, that we will see uh, you move in a tangible way. And we just believe that we receive that and uh, in, in understanding that we'll begin to know what we want. So as you were praying and, and any of all of us and you pray, just begin to tell God, know what you want. Know what you want from God. Know what you want to see from God, hear from God, receive from God. Know what you want right now. Because God will show up and he even asked the blind person, what do you want from me? And even though it seemed obvious, sometimes we don't even know what we want. So Lord, I pray for a spirit of understanding to know what we want. We know this is an hour, this is a time of prayer to believe that you, Father God, are, are the only one that can help our land, help our nation, help our world, and help our lives. Only you. And Lord God, I had to know and, and be an understanding that I won't be confused in my prayer life, confused in my asking, confused in my understanding, that there's going to be direct understanding. That way I don't spend time wasting it on things that you have not called me to. And we just received that direction from the Lord, Father. And we just thank you for it. Father, we're going to lift up Ratanya's mother, who's been uh, ill for the last two months. We just pray for healing, that her condition's gotten worse. She's been sick and hasn't uh, just been losing weight. Uh, she needs a biopsy and has been considered an elective surgery, so they're making her wait. Uh, and and during this time, she's been in a great deal of pain. We want to believe that she's free from pain in Jesus' name. We also lift up the Greers this morning as Josh uh, had an apparent overdose. 
this morning and is in the hospital. Uh, we just pray for healing, that, that he will come and be restored in his right mind in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just lift up Mrs. Ronalds to you. We just pray healing over her body. We thank you for the power of God, Lord, that we're pressing in and we're praying through to see you come through in her life, Father. And I just thank you that as she's beginning to be healed. And, and Father God, that not only is she waiting on an appointment, but she's waiting on Lord, that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and shall be mount up with wings as eagles, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God. Her waiting will be in you. Her waiting will be in the presence of God. And Father, I pray that everyone around her her will not be in worry, but will be in faith and be in belief and be in worship. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for breaking down and tearing down strongholds, Lord God, that, that the spirit of infirmity that tends to come over a matriarch of a family who's carried everybody's weight and carried everybody's circumstances. And now that she has come to this place, Lord, I pray for a rising up in the family like never before to surround her with a power of agreement and a power of faith. Lord God, to believe that she shall receive and be recovered in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up Josh. I just pray, Father God, the, the image of death that might have shown up is just that, just an image. He has something in him greater, and that is the life of Christ. And I pray, Father God, that all that they saw this morning from all the foaming, all the stuff that they saw this morning is life saying, no, not today, not now. I believe that he shall not die and live and declare the works of the Lord. I pray that the chemicals in his body will be removed right now, Lord God, supernaturally removing him from the desire, want, addiction, or cons consumption of those, cons those things are removing from his bloodstream. And Lord, as we've understanding of the brain, Lord God, and, and how it is can get the nervous system confused, I pray for order in his nervous system that they will not have a dopamine effect of saying, this is what you need this is what you want. I believe it'll begin to be the effect that said you were designed to live and you were designed for freedom. You were designed for a sound mind. And I thank you for the design of his body to be aligned with what his body wants and desires. That his design and his desires would be aligned with how you created him to be. Josh, you are free. You are delivered. You are set free. Father God, I pray for the strengthening of every nerve cell, every brain cell, every wave, Lord God, that is in his body, and that it will speak only what the Father says. It will speak only what the Spirit of God says. He will no longer be diseased because of a corrupt part of his brain, but he will be alive and healed and blessed. And Father, we just thank you for the great reports coming out of these. I pray for the, the spirit of forgiveness around both of these people and spirit of understanding and peace. And Lord God, we receive it as being done by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You got the electric, <laughs> electric, I was about to say boogaloo. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> electric thing. Oh, Justice, that's so perfect right there. You did good. I can't get my stuff open. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I believe in Jesus. There we go. Amen. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen, you guys may be seated. So you, you know how y'all have been listening to all the sermons online? Um, <laughs> I know y'all are hearing uh, just the attitude of prayer, right? So you can't go and argue with people. Arguing with folks is not going to change it, but prayer will, right? And so we want to surround this entire nation, everything that's going on with prayer, uh, our teacher, <laughs> school teachers here, we need to we need pray for them for the proper decision, the right decision. You know, there's so much involved. So with so much involved and so much at stake, that means even more we need to be praying. 
all right? We need to be covering so much and, and, and just believing God for his wisdom, his understanding. There's, there's no position, there's no leadership position that God doesn't have authority and influence over when we ask, right? And that's what's, what we're going to kind of deal with, prayerfulness and prayerlessness. And there's a danger in prayerlessness. And, you know, throughout this time with COVID, yeah, just throw that pen down, Ms. Yolanda. It's way up here. Uh, with this time with COVID, the, the feeling of, man, I just feel so abandoned. I feel so, like, uh, my work abandoned me. My, you know, just so much stuff. And, you know, th thank God for, for prayer. Thank God for opportunity to, that because you can give yourself so much to something for so long and then out of nowhere things get taken away right except for Jesus he, in, in the Bible says heaven and earth pass away but my word will never pass away and you got to stick with the thing that's going to be here forever to stick with the thing that's going to be here for a lifetime and that is the word of God that is the very blessing and authority of God and I I want to pray just that comfort of, of peace and understanding that we begin to have and and, and really just at some point I don't care if it's three four minutes we can do this. I, I um, just love the morning times of, of hearing, you know, as Jair wake up and, and, you know, he's got his worship music on or, or something like that. There are times we all just kind of put on long, engaging worship music to kind of let it, let it rock you to sleep. Hopefully you got some freedom in that falling asleep part. Uh, that, that's God holding you. And when our little jokers would not sleep and we would be rocking with them and holding them, and, and hopefully they went to sleep. I don't know where they get all their energy from because I'm a napper, right, uh, by nature. Yeah, right, uh, be able to do that. But, but all of that part of it is that for you to rest in God. If you have a good night, you will start to have better days. Uh, do not bring up major issues to God right before you go to sleep. Have that time of presence and intimacy with God on your way down. Deal with that stuff in the daytime when you're supposed to be awake and then let God let you rest at night. Amen? Y'all can do that. It's just some freedom we're going to have to take a hold of because sometimes we're praying for stuff that's really bugging us at night and then we wonder why we can't sleep. But I want you to be able to rest in God. I want you to have peace in God. And then when you wake up during the day, you're, you're, you know, you're sober, right? If you don't get enough sleep at night, you're not sober, <laughs> you are physically intoxicated, intoxicated, intoxication, uh, and mentally intoxicated as well. So we'll talk about uh, God talk today. God talk. Got to have that conversation with Jesus. And it's the relationship of prayer. As long as I can remember, we've all been, you know, with our church and everything we've done here. Prayer has been the main thing talking to my dad last night prayer main thing that's all I've ever known is to pray of all that's it's one of the main things it's been before preaching before music before anything I always knew to pray they always demonstrated prayer in front of me and so when when you go and and we, we look at this thing and I can't go out there and fix the laws like I want them to be fixed I can't go out there and change it but I can pray and believe God. I can trust in him. In James chapter 4, verse 1 through 2, and this is one of my favorite little clips that Justice helps me with in, in this that's playing, and it's part of a two-hour session of prayer room, but there's just this session section of it is just instrumental, and it's just a peaceful, peaceful, peaceful time of just getting before God and letting him kind of minister through you uh, during that time, and I, I believe for breakthrough. In James chapter 4, verse 1 through 2, it says, From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. And here's our verse. Yet ye have not because ye ask not. And Father, I just thank you for your word. Deliver it through me in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So again, we have not because we ask not, right? So asking, you think about asking is prayer, right? So if I'm praying, I'm asking. But if I don't pray, I'm not asking. 
And I have not because I ask not, right? And so that means prayerlessness activates lack in your life. It acts, activates, and not only just in lack in finance, but a lack in wisdom, a lack of directions. It, it activates lack. It activates not enough when you're, in, when you're not in prayer. That means that, that if, if we didn't pray, whatever Pastor Rita says to me on a situation, it's not going to be enough because I'm not praying. Not because it may not be the right thing to do, but if I don't pray, I'm activating the lack. And I'll need more proof, more proof, more proof, more proof, instead of standing in faith, faith, faith. Right? I don't want to go from faith to faith. I'll need you to prove it to me. And so if I have not, it's because I've activated some form of lack. Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added to you, right? There's no adding if I'm not seeking God because I've activated the lack by not seeking God first. I've activated. It's like the activation button of not enough goes into effect when I don't ask. Just presents myself. And so even in times where, uh, again, we go to this grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit, I'm grieved by something happened, so I'm not even going to pray. So not only am I grieving, but then I'm going to turn off the source, all right? I'm going to quench the spirit. I'm so mad at you, I'm not going to even pray. We've had to pray together when we weren't happy with each other, but we have to pray anyway. Don't, don't, you know, it don't happen often, but, you know, it's like, you know, you on my nerves, but I'm on, I'm on Jesus' nerves too. Let's pray, Right? If, if you get in a relationship where you don't even pray, you'll activate a loss of fellowship. Not only with God, but with the person that you're dealing with, right? And, they, and we may need each other's, we, not may, we need each other's fellowship. So, so we can understand that part of not asking is not getting, right? We can understand that part. But the other part of that verse says, we ask not. And I want to just kind of play on words. We ask the person call not. Sometimes we ask ourselves, what are we going to do? But we're not able to do it. That's Mrs. and Mr. Not. Why are you asking them? It's like more of these people who are not even married trying to give folks advice on what to do about their relationship. That's the not people. Mr. Not trying to give you financial advice, but they don't even give to God. That's not the place you want to go. And we ask not or even ourselves, who are incapable of dealing with it, capable of, of answering, that's who we go to ask it. And we will never have when we're asking someone who can't bring it to us. We'll never be able to have it. And so we look at those things, and I got not like written in capital letters that Mr. or Mrs. not is, is ourselves, knowing we can't do anything without God, yet we say to him, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about my finances? Well, you're not, right? You're not, and you're not is going to be your solution, and it's not going to bring you anything, right? We have to go to God. The minute we get bigger than God, we'll stay less than what we need, right? If we're, the, if we're our biggest audience. So, so I believe the unrest in our nation is live, that we're living in now can be turned around with committed prayer and getting direction from God. Committed prayer. Commit to prayer. Commit to praying for it. Commit. Protect your hour of prayer. Protect your time of prayer. And, and watch God come through, but, but make sure you protect it. Asking. Joshua chapter 6, verse uh, 15 through 16. And those of you who know about the Jericho Wall, this will help you because they were given direct instructions to surround, circle the city and, and just walk around. Not with... Not with tools to fight with physically, right? This is, they walked around and they worshiped. Priests went before them, right? And you could say the word went before them. The, the presence of God went before them. It says, it came to pass on the seventh day, they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day, they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. Right? Get, so we got to think about this, right? Shout. They're not, they don't have weapons. They went to war with no physical weapons. 
They went to war with worship and prayer. That's how they went to war. Like a lot of times we're trying to get all of our battle stuff in order and get all. No, go with worship and in prayer. And God says, I'm going to give you the city. After they circled and did what God told them to do, then he said, shout, you've got the city. city. In other words, not only did they pray through, but then they praised through as well. You've got to have that prayer time. So the children of Israel, they were committed to victory that they marched around, they were so committed that they marched around with the presence of God and followed the instructions to shout after the seventh time of the, uh, uh, seventh time on the seventh day. So, but Jericho can represent many things you need to fall, right? Jericho can represent cancer, right? That, that needs to fall. It can represent uh, the fact that, that you may have a char, a char, a char, a child that's far from God. It can represent salvation needing to come to the city and take, taking that for the kingdom of God. It can also, can, you can have a dream beyond your ability. It represents the supplier. So prayer through breaks down walls that are blocking progress for God's word to manifest in, in, in any situation. Now, I got 16 more hours on this, on this substance abuse prevention program. Most first 16 hours of this past week was there long. You're eight hours sitting there, and I'm just, at times, they walk, my family walk by, and I'm just like holding my head. And it doesn't help that I've already taken this course before in person. But I, it is, and I, I think it's for such a time as this, I'm relearning some things on how to directly pray how drugs affect the mind again. I believe it's for specific purpose to bring back and pray for restoration of brain cells and nerves that have been burned up. And he said that, you know, you know in the church body, we, we sent, and I, I, let me say this, I struggle with this when someone had a alcoholism or something like that, and they said it was a disease. I go, that ain't a disease, that's a decision. Well, what makes it a disease is that once anything affects the brain and causes it to start speaking to them for that, that makes it a disease. When the brain has been torn down and now it says, you need, this is your supply. Now you're diseased by that decision, right? And so you take that to that next point. And even as we're studying it and, 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 and in that understanding, I know now how to pray directly for it. And that's what I've been praying. I'm, I'm actually telling y'all, pray for that. God restored the, the nerves and neurons that have been affected by these decisions, that the mind will not begin to say, you need this anymore. Amen. Yes, that's good. That's great. Which that, that's wonderful. I don't, I don't have to have this. Or, and I pray that they'll have a, 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 a mental, spiritual argument with it. It just reminds me of Galatians 5, 17 and 18. The spirit lusts against the flesh, the flesh against the spirit, so that I don't do what I want to do. Right? Because there are times if you do what you want to do, it ain't the right thing to do. So I, want, I need my spirit strong enough to fight against my flesh. So all of those things. So when we dig in, that is when God will dig us out. Right? So dig into the word of God so God can dig you out of the situation that you're in. Dig in in prayer. Dig in in your faith. And that's when God can come through and show up in prayer in a mighty way. But prayerlessness, not praying, opens the door for us to be in lack in every area of our lives. And lack is not what God, God called us that we might have life and that more abundantly. All right. I'm so glad you guys are excited. This doesn't sound anything like yesterday. Matthew chapter five, verse 43 through 45. This is, this is, this is a set of verses that when people tell you, you know, the Bible is man written, this is where you know it wasn't. These right here. You have heard that it had been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. You've heard that. Here's where you know man didn't write it. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Stop right there. You know no man in the world wrote that on purpose. That had to be spirit-led. Bless them that curse you. God has to be talking now. Do good to them that hate you. Still God talking. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. How many of y'all ever sinned before? Okay, exactly. If you didn't raise your hand, you sin right there because I've not prayed for everybody that has used me and hurt me 
I've not done that. Uh, John, you go help Pastor Donnie. They just pulled him. Um, I've not prayed for everyone who hurt me. I've not blessed those who've cursed me. In fact, I've done the complete opposite of that. But that's how I know the Bible is spiritually breathed. Because no man's going to write that. Nobody's going to write that. Have y'all ever gotten up and prayed, God, for the person that's about to curse me, please give me a spirit of understanding to bless them? I still don't pray that prayer. I hope it comes comes up. It stopped us. All right, whatever. Y'all get on my my nerves with your your sophistication of just like, yes. No, it's it's a... you know what? I had a friend in town. They were going to come, and his, his son, his, he's got two sons. His youngest is just as, his oldest is just his age, and then he has one that's three years younger, and he's very autistic, right? But I love how his brother, the, the, the one just his age, and him and Justice act a lot alike. He loves his brother so much. Like, no matter how, you know, he screams out, you know, just he's autistic. But this kid loves his brother and takes care of his brother and is right there. Doesn't care who looks around. Doesn't care what anybody sees. He loves on his brother big time. But I was at the game, and, and these umpires were terrible. And I thought, this is why I couldn't. Because even I was about to start screaming. Ain't got, no, ain't got nobody on the team. Ain't nobody related to me. But I was just looking at like how bad this was and how emotional I can get caught up into that. Even though we didn't do that whenever we were on it. But, but I, I can tell you this. If God is not in you, you will have a patch where that emotion will take off. You will have that patch. So here's verse 45. Now, first, let me, can I, re, I'm going to read the end of 44 again. Even though y'all don't like it or y'all act like you don't like it, I'm going to read it again. It says that do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. So that's, I want to make sure I say that again. Pray for them. Pray for the folks who use you. Okay? Not there yet. Why are you sitting down? Go. Oh. Okay. Pray for them. You, you can edit this part, right? That I'm messing up right now. Okay. Pray. <laughs> like, okay. Can't be done. <laughs> Look. Margarita said you had a word. Is it still in there? Okay. Then no. You keep it down there, Mr. Goodfella. Okay, so pray for them that, that despitefully use you. I have trouble with that. I have trouble. I get away from you. But I don't know if I'm getting away from you as also praying for you. I'm just getting away from you so that I don't pray on you, P-R-E-Y. Because I'll come predator on you if you keep using me. Long enough, right? It was cool. And so again, where the, where the Bible begins to step in and show you this is about me and not you, right here. Right here. This is the body of Christ. When you hear the body of Christ all over, when you hear them taking up sides about cor- uh, corruption or crime or something like that, you know they haven't read this verse. Bless them. Pray for them that despitefully use you, that, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Right? For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. So it said, pray for them that you may be recognized as a son of God. Ain't that crazy that if I don't pray for people that have despitefully used me, I don't look like I serve God. I don't look like a Christian when I can't pray for them that has done me wrong. I will enter into prayerlessness, which I just told y'all I did, which we thought we said prayerlessness is also brings in lack, right? I'll start missing things because those that use me, I don't have the character to pray for them. So now I've entered in. I have not because I ask not. I don't have it. I'm in lack because I won't ask. And now I won't pray for them that use me. And now I've reinstituted lack to start off in my life. Now I'm empty. Now I'm dry. Okay, let's try this one. Any of y'all ever been dry before? All right, good, good. There you go. I love participation. So prayer reminds us that anytime we could be in the worst place, this is the exchange that should happen. Anytime we could be in our worst, anytime we could be in our worst place, this is why we pray for people, because that could be me. 
right? And then we pray for them because they could be us. So your freedom should also activate the fact that if I hadn't come to the Lord, if I hadn't found Jesus, I hadn't made some decision, I could be in the place that they're in. That's my prayer for every warden, for every, every security person. I pray for them to have the understanding that could be me locked up in there and they could be on this side. I pray that they operate that way. Just the violence, and I know I'm getting a little heated, so I have to calm down, but that's a violent of my prayer that they pray and, and that they work like it could have been them. They work like it could be them on that side and the other person on this side. I pray that that's a, that's a grace that takes over their life. And, it's, and it is an angry prayer, but usually I'm by myself when I'm doing it. And so no one else has to do it, but I, I just feel it when I was just talking about it now. Uh, that that it, it bothers me that we want to accuse people and talk about people who are in their wrongest of wrong as if we don't have any. And we need to pray for them. Even though their stuff is bad. I'm not telling you not to say it's bad, but don't act like we don't have some bad. Right? And that's what activates prayer. That, that will activate us prayer. And that, that keeps it from being prayerless. So, so look at the worst place. People could, could be there and they could be better, though. However, when we pray for those who use and persecute us, it says more about our Christianity than carrying a Bible ever, ever will. Than going to church ever will. Or, or going through a ritual ever will. Praying for them that use you. When you go Matthew 6, 44 and 45, when you go that route, that says more about your belief than anything else. Because it's easy to believe when everybody that's with me and like me. But when I can pray for that person who uses me, now I'm not telling you to continue being used. Let's make sure I get that straight because I'm not there yet for that sermon. They're gonna, Jesus is going to have to come give me that. Don't go set yourself up to continue in that. But pray for them. Pray for the blessings of God to come up on them. Pray, pray for the mind of Christ to come up on them. That they don't stay lacking wisdom of what they put you through. So I believe this has such impact because it is these people that we don't want to pray for at all that need it the most. Right? They need it the most. We need to give it the most because we need the increase of that to come back into our lives as well. And what, what, what increase do you get from praying for somebody who used you? What's the increase you get? You get your mind back. Delivered from the fact of wanting to hate them. Delivered from the fact of being reminded of the hurt. You get that abundance. You get that increase of your mind, your mental, your emotional well-being back. You get abundance. It's, it's abundance, right? Jesus came that you might have life in that more abundantly. But the thief came to kill, steal, John 10, 10. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. If I can't pray for them that has used me, I am now entering into the thief, steal, and kill, destroy section of lack instead of the abundant life of Christ. And people say it's easy to be a Christian. It's a crutch. Yeah, I want to hit you with that crutch. I'm going to bust you right in your eye. I want to hit you in your dead eye. Like, it's not that easy, right? But that don't mean we can't preach it. And I don't have it together, but that don't mean I shouldn't tell the truth, right? We, we got to tell the truth. This is going to get even better. So again, how many of y'all had some dry places? Good. I'm just, I just need to make sure we got some people that have had these spots. Um, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 34 through 35, Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. This thrice means three. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Was Peter not down with Jesus? Peter was down with Jesus. Peter said, I will not deny you. And he had said it in the verse before Jesus said, before that rooster get up three times, you're going to already reject me. You're going to turn on me in public. Right? Peter's like, not me, Lord. Maybe these other fake Christians, but not me. Your other 11 fake disciples, not me. He said, you're going to do it before they will. Right? You'll probably do it in the midst of them. Right? And he did that. But then I, I look at that. At, Peter had a strong statement, but he didn't have strong faith or a strong stand. A lot of people can talk the game, but they can't play in it. They're just reporters. 
Reporters don't score. In fact, they have to mark down what somebody else did. They don't, they, don't, they don't score any points. They don't have any points, Ryan. They don't score. They don't have anything in them. All they can do is write down what somebody else did. And if the only thing that we got is the body of Christ is people writing down somebody else's points, they're not in the game. But I love it, right? Because Jesus then gives him a way out in verse 41, right? Matthew 26, 41 through 42, he gives him a way out. He tells them to he goes and he stops. He takes the other three with him, Peter, James, John, and they walk a little further, and he tells them to do what? Watch and pray so you don't enter into temptation. Verse 41, he says, watch and pray. You don't enter into temptation. So, so here it is. Peter, I, Peter said, I'm not going to die you. Jesus said, yeah, you will. But then Jesus said, let me give you something to try to help you get out of this. If you would watch and pray, you may not deny me. We didn't do that. Watch and pray. So you don't enter into temptation. Body of Christ, watch and pray so that you and the people you're praying for don't enter into temptation. They're tempted. They're tempted. Here, here's the, here's the, and then I shared this with them, but did I share this? I, I think I said this this morning. I think we were in prayer for so long that I don't forgot. But I'm going to say it again. And it's about being at the, or did I say it yesterday? I may have said it yesterday, we've been together so much in this room. We just seem to know this room. And it's about this guy and his friend, and he, his friend was blessed and was doing well with the Lord. Okay, I didn't share this with y'all today. Okay, he was blessed and doing well with the Lord. And he, this other friend of his, this guy was struggling. And they went out to eat, right? And he said as his friend got up to go wash the fellowship off his hands before they got ready to eat, uh, he noticed that there was a $100 bill left for the tip for the waitress. But the waitress didn't know. And this man who was struggling in his life financially had the temptation to take it. Okay, yes, had the temptation to take it. They're both believers. He didn't take it. His friend who was walking with God came back, and they both are, but his friend really is in it, saw the $100 bill, knew the lady and said, hey, somebody left you a good tip. The difference is that one is in a flow and one is dry. One may be prayerless, and that drought said, you probably should take that. Don't nobody know about it. Right? We, we create our own righteousness. And forget that lady may have two kids at home that needs that $100 bills for eating. For eating. If we leave patches, we're going to end up trying to fill them our own way. Right? Okay, okay, okay. Let me, make, let, me, let me break this down, as Michael Scott said. Let me, in, in, in uh, Luke 11, right, it says that they cast out the demons. The demons went out of this person, and they went about going through dry places, right? Looking for a place to stop. They can only stop if they get a dry place, correct? So as they're going through these dry places, they could not find one. They went back to where they came from and entered in seven times as worse. The Holy Spirit in John chapter 7 verse 38 says he is a river of living. So if we are in the flow, demons can't stop with us. Because they can only stop at dry places. But when you're flowing in the spirit of God, they can't stop there. You got, too much, you got too much oil on you. You got too much going for you. But if you're dry from as a result of prayerlessness, that's where that dry place. Now, you cannot be possessed by demons, but you can be convinced and influenced. And if you've allowed dryness to enter into your prayer life or dryness to enter into your faith, that influence will be you taking that $100 bill. Even under the guise of having a Bible and being at church. Right? I, I want to keep the flow going. I want to stay in the flow of God because I don't want demonic activity to stop. I don't want demonic thoughts to stop. I don't want an attitude to stop in my life because I became dry. How powerful, how anointed, how oiled up can you be for Jesus? Like we want to spread that on everybody because stuff is stopping and people are acting completely out of the norm of the Bible and justifying it. $100, you know the customer before never left that $100 for them. Didn't leave it for that person. He left, they left it for that. 
waitress. But I'm amazed that everybody's picking up somebody else's tip, picking up somebody else's blessing and calling it they, they lucky fine. Jesus don't do lucky fines. He wants us to believe. He wants to have faith. He wants us to walk in that authority. So when you put those two verses together, the demons can only stop in dry places, but you say, I'm not dry. And if you are dry, oil up now. Put the oil up today. Because if you're angry and you're bitter and you're upset, a lot of that is due to dryness. What happens to your skin if it gets too dry? It gets irritated. And then depending on what part of public you're into, you can get made fun of. I, I've done that. I've got out of the shower and then and only lotion just because I don't feel like it's, it's after a certain age, you just don't want to bend over that far. Like they need to make, <laughs> they, I'm just not flexible enough to put the foot up here. And I, I just need, this is, this is my goal. This is what I think I'm going to sell, Pastor Donnie. I'm just going to sell lotion that comes on a, like a little tray. Well, all you got to do is put your foot on top of it. I looked down at my feet in the produce section in HEB, and I thought, this, they should ask me to wear a mask on my feet. They were that dry and crusty. I thought, dear Jesus, I'm out in public just walking like, like they're supposed to be here. Scaring all the other fruit underneath at the bottom. You know how they got the stuff on top and stuff? You can see fruit just backing up, limes backing up like, what is that? Here they come to come to take us. But they got dry. <laughs> and that dry, they were irritated. They were like, I think I remember scraping them against the foot because, you know, you flip-flops. <laughs> see, and y'all all got it good. Y'all all got beautiful feet. You, you just, but I let mine crawl off the end sometime of the flip-flops. <laughs> I'm sorry. But y'all seen this, and, and I didn't even feel, it was, it was 2 o'clock on Thursday. That street was hot. I never felt it. I remember having a piece of the, the concrete, the rocks on steel hook there. Like, it grabbed onto it. When you are dry, spiritually, there is stuff that will collect itself to you. And you can be dry for so long, you don't even know it looks wrong. I think I spoiled some of that fruit just by walking past it. I think some of that fruit just, I quit. I could surely, it got to be a better job than this. But y'all understand staying oiled up keeps you from being possessed and oppressed. It keeps your loved ones from being possessed and oppressed. It's the oil of God. Why does this thing stay so long? How can it get in? And, I, and I'm thinking about the young man who OD'd over this, this morning and, and, and fighting for his life now. How did it get there to stay there? Prayerlessness. They have not because they ask not. Right? And, and we were looking into this as, as a part of abundance. So prayer is vital. When people say, I can't do anything else, you know, this is, this, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I don't have enough money. You have enough time to pray. All right, and here's the verse. Here's, here's, the, here's my last verse to you. It's First uh, Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. This was crazy to me. It says, moreover, and this is Samuel. This is the Christian. This is the man of God. He said, moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. If I stop praying, I'm sinning against God. I, look, it's up here. But I will teach you the good and right way. Right? If, now, he says that, okay, doing wrong, stealing, lying, all that stuff is wrong. Stopping what God has called you to do is sinning against the Lord. Stepping down from what God has called you to do right is sinning against the Lord. The gifts and calling of the God are without repentance. It, I, and now, if I don't pray, now, if I, they misuse me and I don't pray for them that misuse now, we've got to take you back to Matthew 5.44 because if we don't take you there, you're going to think it's okay. It's okay. I'm emotional. I'm allowed to cuss you out because I'm emotional. I'm allowed to act. No. I'm sinning against God. This was crazy. This, this will make your treadmill stop rotating. 
Now, I could have stopped running. I was outside because I was tired, which it felt good to stop. Or my lower back was hurting. <laughs> Connection. But when I heard that, that made me pray for every thing I felt was unjust to me and pray blessings over them. Pray that their kids never experience lawlessness against Christ. Pray that they grow up in abundance. Pray that they, they have kingdoms of wealth. They'll never lack because I don't want to be sinning against God and not praying. And not praying. This is where I hear when, when you know, we in our men's group and well, not our men's group, but we've heard in men's groups where the men leave all the praying up to the, the women folk of the house. So guess what happens when mama comes home and say, I heard from the Lord to do it. Can't nobody else say anything because they're not praying. So whatever she says, that's what everybody does. That is not the will of God. Everybody needs to be praying. Now, if they all come in agreement, that's fine because they all been praying. But if it's only one person that has to carry the family, now they may have to carry the family. But the will of God is that they all pray. That they all have a voice. That they're sons of God, children of God. God don't have grandchildren. Children of God. Right? So, so that's a strong verse. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord by not praying. Now, honestly, let's be honest, how many of us have sinned against the Lord by not praying? Just out of sure anger. I'll get to you in a minute. Right now, I'm too angry to pray. Right? Come on now. And God says, well, I wonder how long you're going to carry that. Because if the place stay dry for too long, you're going to have some settlers. That's why the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Because if you dry all night and sleep, how many demonic mentalities can show up and just build a kingdom in your sleep time? We talked about this early, Pastor Donnie, that how many people fell asleep when they've been praying and, uh, and, and how many people felt guilty. So we had some takers that felt guilty. And, and then, but, but then we, we also then shared, and God had shared this, which showed me this, that I never wanted my children to feel guilty when they fell asleep in my arms rocking them to sleep. Don't feel guilty no more. We're going to lay down with Jesus. Right? Not once. Now, again, miracle didn't, she was the least sleeper of them all. She got daddy's stuff. And now it's all reversed because she can do it now. But early, she was wide be staring right at you. <laughs> Just rocking like the church. <laughs> I can do this all night, little man. You got it? Got it. Would take her on uh, stroller runs. I'd put her in the stroller and I'd just go jogging. It's two in the morning. I'm jogging. <laughs> She'd look back at me. Is this, that's all you got? <laughs> that's all you got? You need to come with something else. And I think like right now we got to look at, God, am I praying? Am I using my authority for your will to be done? Because I don't want to sin against God. And I don't want to be so dry that I don't want to pray because I'm so hurt and I'm so angry and I don't want to pray. I don't, I don't want to be that way. Fill me up, Jesus. Amen? Amen? You got him? You locate him? Pastor Donnie knows what, what, what's going to happen back there? Well, you may want to go back there because he's he he not in our head like you and I in our heads. You know, you're supposed to share your information with him. While Justice, the nice kid that he is, go back there and share. I want us all to just bow our heads. Let's, let's pray. Let's get ready to pray. And as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I don't want you to picture the people that hurt you. I want you to picture you being the helper. I want you to picture the freedom. I want you to picture the deliverance. I want you to picture the hope. That, that you are presenting by being obedient to God. I also want you to see whatever places that was once dry being filled with the oil of gladness, with the oil of peace. People that have been in charge over your life and over loved one's life. Go back. Go back to 
7-12. Okay. So we'll be able to get, get ourselves in that place. So, Father, we just pray and thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that any place, Lord Jesus, I, first of all, I repent. If any place I've allowed to just go drive because I didn't have the oil in me to pray. I didn't have the oil. I didn't have that strength. I didn't have that alabaster point of grace to break it out over you, Lord Jesus. I repent right now, and I pray, Lord God, saturate me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Saturate me with your oil. Saturate me, Lord God, to do your will. Saturate me to walk in your ways, Lord. I don't want this thing that I've been delivered from for years to have a place to show up because I get dry at times that I have seasons of dryness. Lord, I pray for the rain of God to flow over me. According to John 7 and 38, the Spirit of God is in me. It shall spring up as a well of living water. Living water flow through me, run through me, consume me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. There's demonic activity that's walking around and it is telling me what I am not. It is having a space to rest on me, but not anymore. I pray for the flooding of God. And in, in, in Isaiah 59 and 19, is it that, that the enemy may come in. And you got to stop right there with the enemy may come in because the flood part is God. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the standard of the living God. I welcome you. Be raised in my life. Be raised. I don't want to be dry. I'm waking up dry. I'm moving dry. I pray for a resurrection of the standards of God, the standard of prayer, the standard of victory. That Lord God, that I will know that I see the miracles of God. I'm not going to settle. Well, God may be just not wanting to answer me today. Lord, you've called us to a greater relationship than that. And Father God, as you consume us and begin to take over us, and, and Lord God, we just begin to say, I, I refuse to be in prayerlessness. I, I break the bondage of lack. I, pray, I break the bondage of not having because I haven't been asking. I come against any form of pride that's in my life. I, I've let this pride thing go because I didn't want to ask people for stuff. I stopped asking you, but in the name of Jesus, I humble myself before you, Lord God. That, Lord, that this world needs to hear and see the prayers of the saints taking the city. Jericho march. Believing that we're going to go in. I shout to God as I pray through. I praise through. That my God is with me. My God is able. My God is fixing me. Settling me. To pray and speak the word. Lord God, I believe that we're going to see a move of God like never before. Lord, help us to fall asleep in your arms, knowing that if we have a good night, we're going to have an even better day. And Lord God, I just rest in you. Thank you for freeing me from condemning myself for falling asleep when that was your whole purpose all along for me to rest in your arms. Lord, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.